Thanks for listening to the Tailgate Country Podcast. Today, we have a terrific artist on, Caitlin Butts. She managed to fit us in at the airport right before flight, so we apologize about some background noise going on here, but it's a really great interview. Stick around to hear about her upcoming album, What Else Can She Do?, and maybe the coolest story we've ever heard about how she met her husband. Now, let's get on to this great interview with Caitlin Butts. We'd like to welcome everyone back to the Tailgate Country Podcast, and today we're joined by Tulsa, Oklahoma native and Red Dirt artist. Her name is Caitlin Butts. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? We're good. Uh, we're really excited to have you on today, and we want to start with you being able to tell your story. You know, who is Caitlin Butts? How did you get to be where you are today, and who were some of your early influences? Um, can you hear the airport in the background? <laughs> <Or is> it <laughs> too loud? No, it's okay. Um, so, but. Okay, cool. My name is Caitlin Butts. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I've been singing and performing since I was about five years old. Um, and I picked up the guitar at about 15 years old because I had lots of, um, around that time, it was Miranda Lambert, Taylor Swift, and uh, the Dixie Chicks and the records that were really kicking ass at the time. And uh, those were just women that I really looked up to that sang their own songs and played their guitars really well and their instruments really great. And I saw that and knew that that's kind of what I wanted to be. Awesome. I got to ask, favorite Taylor Swift record. What is it? Oh, my God. Don't do that to me. <laughs> oh, no, I know. <laughs> I, honestly, I really um, love Reputation a lot. Yeah. Um, but more recently, the, the Red remake is mm-hmm. just insane to I me. Um, all the bonus tracks were are my favorite yeah yeah I've been loving those those (laughs) re-releases oh my gosh and then well I really for for influence I would say reputation I feel like I I am that I'm in that era right I'm in the reputation area era myself right now yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah the, the revenge era so I was looking at uh, your upcoming shows, and a lot of them are in the Plains, they're in Texas, a couple in Nashville. You know, do you have aspirations to turn your tours national, or you know, are you going to continue building this big brand regionally? Um, hopefully, uh, it goes more than regional. Hopefully, you know, I'm like Lady Gaga at the end of this, where I can be international. But I just came. I just came back from uh, London uh, to go sing with my husband's band, Flatland Cavalry, and mm-hmm. they have country music fans all the way in, you know, London and Dublin and um, just overseas, just very surprising amount of country music fans. So hopefully it grows way beyond regionally and um, keeps on for a long time. Yeah. How was that? How was being over there in like London and stuff? Was that your first time out there? No, um, I've been out to um, Europe a couple of times. I went in high school to go to Italy with my, okay. And then I went to my brother's wedding in Paris. And then I went to, um, I went to go visit friends in college uh, to London. And then just recently back to, oh, and then I also went to Dublin for a Red Dirt pub crawl. I, I always forget. Oh, wow. You've been out there a lot. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm a traveling oh my gal. Goodness. That's who, I know. That's me at the airport. That's awesome. Doing an interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I feel like you're filling a space that's needed in the Texas music scene that's been empty for a long time. Um, you know, there's the red dirt and cowboy country that's really dominated by men. Um, and you're providing a really strong female presence in the genre. How do you find your voice and style in that? Um, I mean, I feel like I've found my voice and style and all my stories, mostly from the women around me, whether they be my family members or my friends or, um, you know, other musicians in the scene. But I feel like, you know, when women are always, you know, in male dominated areas, so I don't feel like my situation is very unique. Um, I feel like um, it's not it's not hard to find your voice when you have something to say and stories to tell um, from other strong women. So um, I, I feel like I feel like just like every other woman in in a, in a you know industry, you know, just feels you know it's more publicized, I guess. Yeah, and you know, you said that your situation may not be that unique, but the stories that you're telling and your style and your music and all that kind of stuff is, I mean, this isn't stuff we're hearing elsewhere on the radio at all, you know, outside of Miranda Lambert, you know, we haven't seen a lot of murder ballads coming from female artists. And I love that, you know, but this is a space that you embrace. So where did the inspiration, you know, for murder ballads and, I don't know if I'm asking a bad question here, but you know, where, where did your story Hello. come from? Yeah. Don't incriminate um, yourself here, but, uh, <laughs> it came from literally wanting to kill somebody. Um, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I was, someone was hurting someone that I love very much. And when that happens, you kind of, your brain works on ways to deal with it. And, um, I, you know, was thinking, how do we get this person like put away forever? Because he's terrible, but you know, he is around forever, you know, and, uh, awake Caitlin was thinking, you know, some rational things, you know, maybe just never talk to him again, but asleep Caitlin said, I don't know, maybe we just kill him and take him to a river and drown him and kill him, um, which don't recommend, but for sure it makes a great country song. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and, I, and, I won't, and I won't give too I much mean, away. Whenever, whenever someone's hurting, when someone's hurting someone you love, I mean, you think of really drastic measures uh, and your brain starts to think of some crazy shit. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> we're glad you turned them into songs and didn't act on that. Uh, and we, we won't give too yeah, much away, but there's a it's track. It's a good outlet. Yeah, there, there's a track on this upcoming album that I'm sure we'll talk about, we'll get to. Uh, that's classic murder ballad stuff. And it's great. <laughs> yeah well talk about one that you've already released it's been out for for a little bit now marfa lights i i love this one and this one has dominated the radio waves in texas um from what i could tell you wrote this one alone what was the process for writing this song and just all any song that you write solo well for marfa lights see i write most of my songs you know alone in my bedroom with my dog but there's a couple of co-writes on the new album um, but specifically for Martha Lights, um, I I was trying, I was just sitting around trying to write a song. And uh, recently, my husband had taken me to Marfa, Texas and shown me the Marfa Lights out there. And it was just this beautiful place. We got a fun little vacay out of it. He had he'd always grown up there going to Marfa. And um, it was just a really, really neat, small little town and really artsy. 
Um, but I came home from that vacation with him and uh, then it, Halloween happened and we were, uh, he was, uh, what's his name, Woody from, from Toy Story and I was Jesse from Toy Story. And uh, someone on the internet was like, you know, it wasn't uh, Jesse and Woody that were together, it was Buzz and Jesse. And I was like, okay, what are you doing with your life criticizing my Halloween costume? Um, anyways, so I was thinking about how Marfa, Texas, now fall, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I know this is kind of long and drawn out, but uh, I was thinking about Marfa, Texas and how, you know, Jesse and Buzz would, it'd be like the perfect first date for them because it's got that space cowboy feeling out there. It's Western, but it's also a little weird and spacey and alien-y. So uh, I wrote the song called Marfa Life on my bed with my dog one day. Toy Story is behind Marfa Lights. Who would have guessed? Toy that? Story, baby. <laughs> I love what a that. Heavy influence with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you were writing that in your bedroom, is that is? Did you have any idea that this was the song that was like it's it's got over a million streams on on Spotify alone? Like, did you have any idea that that was gonna happen while you're writing this? Like, did you have any oh, God, no. feeling that this was gonna no. blow up? <laughs> absolutely not no it's just it's songwriting has always been something that I love to do and whenever you know I'm I'm in the right mindset to do so and have a story to tell um never is the goal the goal never is the goal to have like a million streams it's just for people to listen to it and you know play it with their friends in the car and or sing it alone in the shower it's that that's the goal but I mean no I I would have never known that it would have done this well and people would have yeah, I've been jamming it as much as I have been. That's awesome. That's awesome that it just randomly, like I mean, not randomly, but you know what I mean, like a song that you may may not have expected to. Absolutely, yeah, and it was just kind of like a spur of the moment release too, because I had I'd spent so much time not releasing songs, and in twenty twenty one, I was said, you know, screw it, I'm I'm gonna start releasing as much music as I can, and um, so. With, in January of that year, I called my manager and I, my, my brand new manager, and I said, Hey, let's get music out, ready, go. And yeah. so I put out How Lucky, How Lucky Am I for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, and then over the summer, and right after I put that single out, or actually during that same week, I was in the studio recording this next album that I have coming out. Yeah. And so, um, you know, getting the right team and to put out a record the right way it takes a lot of time, and um, especially since I'm a newer artist. So, um, I was, you know, just trying to get the right team together, but I also wanted to release music in between. And so, um, I, and I also wanted to do something really fun and weird. So I released White River Remix, which yeah. um, I wanted to reframe it as me and my alien friend murdered a guy and put him in the river. But, um, and then my mom, so the day that I did that, my mom called me and was like, hey, um, you know, you're doing all this alien stuff. Why don't you give Mark? life and you have a really good demo for it why don't you work on that and then release that because you know they kind of go hand in hand and yeah. so it all seemed kind of like a plan or that was planned out but it really was kind of spur of the moment and it has really helped build have the building blocks to um get some traction going for you know the new album coming out so it, it's like it, it all fell together like the way it was supposed to Absolutely. Yeah. It looks like we, we knew what we were doing, but we yep. were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> Sometimes it's just how it is. And, and it seems to be yeah. working. So. <laughs> it is working for me. Yep. 
one of your latest releases is called it won't always be this way and there's a pretty powerful story um behind this of a of struggling in hard times um what does this song mean to you oh it means so much to me i i wrote it you know in the hardest of times for me and my mom um we were going through uh, a divorce not from each other but from an awful person and we just we kept saying the phrase it won't always be this way and for a long time things did not get better and it was really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel and so um, we'd say the phrase it won't always be this way and things wouldn't be getting better and it just was kind of the sad thing that we would say to each other and it kind of got depressing and so one night um, I was driving through around in a parking lot and uh, I started kind of singing that phrase to myself kind of like a lullaby and uh and then it all just kind of poured out on me, out of me, and I finished the song that night. Or, I mean, I, I started the song and um, just had so many different things that I wanted to say. And then one day I kind of just tied it all in together to make the, the full form of the song. But it means a lot because it has so much hope to it at the end. Um, and I feel like it, the message does really resonate with people and tells people to keep going on even when it's tough. Yeah. It's something that everybody, everybody needs to hear, whether they, whether they believe it in the moment or not. It's, you know, no, it's you, like, you, you hear that. even if you don't believe it, you got to keep going. Yep, exactly. And this is coming off uh, an upcoming album. It's coming out soon on April 15th. It's called What Else Can She Do? Um, I got to flip yes. through it a little bit. It's really enjoyable. I'm really excited for this to come out. What can, uh, you know, listeners expect from this upcoming album? Man, just, I really feel like, all of my different influences have really come across, you know, really through these songs. And I feel like I haven't put out stuff, like my last record doesn't really reflect who I am now as an artist. I mean, I was probably, I think I was 19 or 20 whenever I first released that. And so that obviously doesn't, you know, reflect who I am now. And I feel like this music really um, hones in like all of the, the songwriting that I've been working on and the different influences that I've taken in or different art that I've consumed and um, put it all into one and that makes it into me and I feel like it really is reflective of um, who I am now so I'm really excited to put it out yeah and you talk about you know style and, and things like this we kind of talked about the, the alien stuff and I looked at the cover uh, for this album who did mm -hmm. the photography? Whose ideal was that? Because it's so different. It's really cool, kind of retro desert. It's it's really neat. If you know, people need to check it out when it comes out. Where did that you know come from? Um, I kind of fell in love with collage art recently over the last couple of years. I really want to take it up and do it myself, but I just started just being obsessed with it, and I really wanted to incorporate that into. Um, into my art and so I did he's the same guy that did Marvel Live Cello PMI um and the White River remix cover did them all but I, I sent him I wish I could show you guys screen record what or screen share what I sent to him because he did a pretty good job of making my iPad drawings and my iPad collages into you know something that is actually cohesive um but yeah it I really really love the new art that I've been that he's been putting out for me and he's worked really hard on it but like the base concept and the initial drawings it sounds like came from you 
Yes. So That's I really was cool. like, I want a diner. I, I, I would, this isn't even like a Photoshop, but I would screenshot and like through a, what's it called? Uh, oh my gosh, it's an app on my iPad where I would make a mini collage and do the font, put a picture of myself in there where I wanted the blood moon, all the mountains and things like that. I, I wanted to kind of, and I wanted the Corvette from Thelma and Louise to be on there. I don't know if y'all have seen Thelma and Louise before, but it's a, one of my favorite movies. And so I wanted to incorporate some of the elements like the mountains that they drove through before, um, before the, the end and, and the Corvette that they drove through. Cause I feel like um, even the, cause the album is called what else can she do? And I feel like, Thelma and Louise, you know, had the same question of their, the, at the end of their fate of what else could they have done, you know, so I kind of wanted yeah. to have a little parallel there. Oh, that's cool. Um, I know it's hard to pick and you might not even be able to, but do you have a song, like one or one or two songs off the album that you're, that you're most excited about or most excited for other, like your, your audience to hear? Yes. Um, okay. What else can she do? I feel like is so um classically country and and lily nelson has been a really big influence for that song yeah um i hope that he hears it one day because i because i feel like he would i i wanted it to start and sound like a lily nelson song and have those same elements that he has in his his writing um that one i'm really excited for people to hear and see the visuals that i'm i'm working on for it and then um, I think radio-wise, I think Jackson is going to be a, a good one that I think um, lots of people, it, it's very catchy. Um, yeah. I feel like every time I play it live, people are singing the words by the second chorus. It's, it's pretty simple and basic. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's super fun to sing. So I'm really excited for those two for sure. But I really, you know, all of these I've been playing for a really long time and um, people have been watching them on YouTube or you know, at my live shows, but I'm really excited to have, you know, what I've always had in my head, right. you know, onto an actual project. Right. That's cool. Um, and, and you mentioned earlier that you read a lot of the songs, you know, by yourself, but who are, who are a couple other people that you have that have writing credits on this album? So I wrote, she's using Mondo Signs. Um, that was back in 2018 or so. That was my trip. This first trip to Nashville, I wrote the two that are on this album that are mm -hmm. co-writes. Um, Mondo Signs wrote She's Using, and I wrote with Angelina Presley for Blood, who is like one of my all-time favorite songwriters. Yeah. She's insane. I was so nervous, but she she made me feel right at home. Are, are most of these, are, you mentioned one of them was 2018, are most of the songs on this album like, like older, or like older rights, or... Or any um, of them, like more recent. The old, yes, most of them are were written in a specific time frame. Yeah, um, which is why it's only seven songs. I w really wanted to keep it. My whole life was kind of chaotic, or not kind of so chaotic. Whenever I wrote all these <laughs> songs, and everything was just like hellfire. And yeah. um, and I wrote the only recent one would be it won't or what else can she do because. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote that um, in March, around March, April, 2020, um, or somewhere. That whole time frame is just a blur. We were bleaching yep. over our trees. We did, we did not know what the hell we were doing. Yep. No. Um, <laughs> but I wrote it around then, and I realized that you know all those songs that are I wanted to put on an album really did ask the same question, that same question. And so, uh, 
I was like, okay, I know it's seven songs. It's not, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would even consider a full record and I feel kind of funny doing it too. Um, but it really, I didn't want to disrupt. I didn't want to write more songs and disrupt, you know, the actual moment that I was in when I wrote this album. So um, put a bow on it, said it was done. And you briefly talked, you know, almost a throwaway line about Jackson potentially being a radio song. Um, what's kind of the plan with these tracks once they come out? Do you have any in mind that you might be sending to radio? Um, right now, the first track that we're doing to radio is It Won't Always Be This Way. Um, I think that one, I, I feel like, kind of covers the Americana um, and Texas. And I feel like it kind of goes over each um realm i feel like it's kind of mainstream kind of weird kind of rock and roll kind of texas i don't know it's kind of all over the place and so we're leading with that one but we really haven't even talked about the second one yet um but i feel like jackson or board if i don't could be both uh very radio because i feel like board if i don't kind of feels a little bit casey musgrave to me like uh instrumentation wise um that's and I'm that sounds so braggy, but I it's not I don't mean it that way. I mean like the feel of it sounds like polished. Yeah, more than the other ones. Yeah, and, and you shouldn't. I, say hate, that. I hate that I, I was like I think you no. <laughs> no, you're so you're allowed to brag about your music. Like you, no, you, no, if you like what I meant. I meant it just has the same feel as her, and uh, no. it's more mainstream. You're right to say that because I'll be honest, the first time I heard you on the radio, I, so I didn't grow up in Texas, but the first time I heard you was on the radio in Texas. I'm like, I haven't heard this Casey Musgraves song. And I turned up and I'm like, that's not Casey Musgraves. And that's how I got introduced to <laughs> you. So you were absolutely allowed to say that. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm down with it. That's a good compliment. I'll take it. So, so from, um, your previous album and some of the songs you put out to this new one, how has your songwriting process or style changed? I don't, I don't know if it's changed. I've just worked really, really hard at it and really tried to observe, you know, what makes a good song and how to tell, you know, you can tell a story, you know, just talking it, but you've got to be able to like really hone in your skill on, um, like saying it artistically or differently or, you know, even conversationally is really, really tough sometimes, like whenever you're trying to write a song. So I feel like, it, you know, I'm, I'm older also. So my songwriting, you know, content has definitely changed. I used to write about, you know, maybe boys not liking me. That was like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. And now it's just like, you know, drug abuse, uh, family dysfunction and actual things that are really actually tough in the world. Um, and hey, a boy not uh, liking you is fair like that uh, that's rough when you're young oh I know it's it feels like the end of the world but yeah. you know <laughs> and you grow up a little bit and you realize there's so much more pain yeah and, oh yeah um bad shit to write about so we don't have to worry about boys liking you or not liking you anymore um <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah, for, for, for those for those who know or don't know, uh, your husband is Claudio Cordero, the lead of Flatline Calvary. Um, and it's interesting because you're both independently successful acts, you know, out and about doing your own thing and recording your own songs and doing your own shows. How, you know, not, not to get too personal with it, but like, you know, what is that kind of dynamic like between you two? 
It's honestly, I was just talking about this a second ago. I feel like if I was with like a regular person that's not in the scene, it would be really hard and there'd be some kind of like, you know, guilt and leaving every weekend, um, you know, not seeing each other for a long time. But I feel like our relationship has always been like this and it when we see each other we really cherish the times and you know it's it's real it's definitely different and non-conventional um but it's it really works for us and um it's really fun sometimes because we get to intersect on the road um and just see each other when we see each other and and then know that we're also doing our own thing and succeeding and or trying to at least and um but it's 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 really fun. It's very interesting sometimes. Yeah. And for just a vocal dynamic between you two, for those who haven't heard in a life where we work out, uh, it's, it's really neat to hear. Are there any more of these kind of collaborations between you two coming down the pike? Um, no, uh, I wrote, I sang, I wrote a couple songs on his previous, not the last one, but the one right before that I wrote about three or four songs off of that album. And then this last one, I sang uh, harmonies on a couple and then one one more duet, which is really cool because originally that's how we met was in the studio. So um, I don't know if y'all have, I don't know if I've even really talked about very much how we met, but he had heard one of my songs on the radio in Texas and um, needed a girl singer on that, on a life where we work out for that duet. And so he hit me up on the, the internet and that's how we met on the studio or in the studio. Are you, are you telling me that in a life where we work out actually like brought you two together? Yes. That's amazing. Wait, I never knew that. That's cool. That might be the coolest story I've ever heard. Okay. Well, I'm glad I told it then. Well, just to, to wrap things up here a little bit, you've got you've got um, some shows coming down the line. Do you have one that you're most specifically looking forward to, or um, just tell us a little bit about where you're heading out on shows here coming up? Um, I've got so many different spots I'm headed to right now. Um, currently, going to play Houston and San Antonio this weekend. Um, but I'm really really excited for my album release show in Nashville at the Basement. Um, sold out as of yesterday, and I'm super pumped. Congratulations. And then, <laughs> thanks. Um, I honest to God was like, when we booked it, I was like, okay, my mom, my aunt, my cousin will be there. So that's three. You know, okay, we just need this many more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I get so stressed out about headlining. Yeah. But I'm real excited <laughs> for that one. And then I'm playing... I don't know if y'all have heard of Larry Joe Taylor Fest in Greenville, yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm playing the main stage for that for the first time this year. So that is a big win for me. So I'm real excited. That's really exciting. That's a big, that's, a, that's like yeah. a really big one. <laughs> yeah, it's a real big win for me. I mean, they don't, there's not very many girls that get to play that, that stage. So I'm really privileged to be one of them. Well, Caitlin, before we turn you loose and before you board your flight, can we get you to let everyone listening know who you are once again, where they can find you, tell them about your upcoming album, tell them everything they need to know. Okay, yeah. So, Caitlin Butts, CaitlinButts.com, Facebook, Instagram. 
uh, Spotify, just any of the YouTube search that you can find me.